Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome back to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. I'm here with Colleen Shoemaker. What up? Is that accurate? Totally accurate. All right. It's on the birth certificate. Yes. Well, I was. I always get nervous with people's names because I just jump into it. And then I'm like, wait, <laughs> did I say that right? I get nervous. Sometimes I get nervous and forget normal names. <laughs> so I have learning disabilities. And like, let's say Jessica. Jessica's a pretty like normal like name. Super easy, right? Sometimes I go up to a Jessica that I've had a few drinks with and known for years. And I'm like... I don't know your name. <laughs> it's like my mind just yes. blanks out Jessica. Yes. That's why I really don't care what people call me. I don't either. I have a very low, like, yeah. whatever. And I don't correct them. No, I'm like, you don't. I don't care. It's cool. Call me whatever you want. You can call me Rebecca. It's yes. fine. All right, Rebecca. Thank I know. you for you're, joining you're us. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> so so Colleen is the host of, or not the host, she's the creator, the visionary of Finding the Fantastic yep. podcast that we will link to. Cool. So sharing's caring. Sharing is caring. So Colleen, tell us who you are. Oh my goodness. So I always start out with the hard do. questions. Yes. And I listened <laughs> to the other podcasts and I heard you say that and I'm like, oh man, I don't know who I am. I know. It's that's so the whole that's like one of the points of my podcast. Is I'm trying to figure it that's out. That's good. So that right there is who you are. Yeah. That's trying the to figure out who I am, you know. Yes. I think most people who are 80 years old still don't really know who they are. Yep. You know, and in society they tell you. Like at age 12, you're supposed to know who you are, know what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to change the world, what college to go to, what career to have. Mm-hmm. Like you might as well name all your grandkids at age 12 these days. <laughs> so true. Because that's what they expect. Yes. So I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm a girl and I'm proud of it. You know, a lot of people don't like the term girl, by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, call me a woman. And mm. I can appreciate that. But there's something really empowering about the term. You go, girl. Yeah, I like And I spell it. girl G-R-U-L. Yeah. That you gives a good undertone, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I got a podcast. I got learning disabilities. That's definitely mm-hmm. part of who I am. Yep. Um, I like to sing and play guitar and ukulele. This I, is a hard question. I didn't know you like to sing. I could tell from your podcast videos that you have all the guitars uh-huh. and ukuleles on the wall, but I did yeah. not know you were a singer. Okay, I'm not a singer. Oh, okay. I like to sing. That, but that's, you, I, that's a singer. If you sing, you are a singer. I mean, you're not wrong. I know. You're not. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Thank you. (laughs) Podcast over. We'll tune in next week. That's all I need. That's the only reason I do this. Thank you so much. You're you're very welcome. Yeah. No, I'll sing and play. I think music. Music helps me express myself because with my learning disabilities, uh, I... It's an auditory processing disorder and a cognitive processing disorder. So I have a really hard time understanding words. Mm -hmm. Funny, I have a podcast. But I have a hard time. And like when I was little, people used to think I was adopted because I talked weird because I don't hear enunciations and things. And my mom's like, no, that's mine. Came from me. That's my girl. Anyway, so I owe a lot to my parents. They ended up helping me. They told me I'd be nonverbal as a kid. Uh, so in my adult life, I would be nonverbal. And yeah, it would be wow. pretty ugly. But here I am today talking my awesome. ear off. But uh, with that, I've had to learn how to read like body language and emotions and stuff. And so like that's how I've like communicated and music 
has helped me with that as well. So that's like my outlet. Yeah. Um, so just a quick question. So because I was processing the body language to read emotion. Is that what you mm-hmm. said? Yeah. Emotion too. So like if somebody's like words to me, words to you are linear. First word, second word, third word to make yeah. a sentence. To me, it's just a bunch of words that okay. I have to put in order to figure out what you're trying to communicate to me. So as a kid, I would look at how you're standing, how you were talking to me. Like, are you angry? Are you happy? Are you sad? Like, And that would help me to process and figure out, oh, okay, she's not happy. Have you ever talked to someone where their words do not match their body language? Yes, absolutely. And that probably is. I cannot communicate with them. It's so hard. Yeah, sarcastic people who are really stinking good at like being like stone dry sense yeah, of humor. humor. I have a hard time <sighs> talking to them. Like I, I can't. Well, I can, oh, but it's hard. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. But if you're like animated and out there, I'm like, whoa, we connect on a soul level. Very interesting. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That you're is welcome. really interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. I feel like Jeff Goldblum sometime now. Like yes. now that I'm watching yes. his show, I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Because yes. I'm a very, yes. I think, um, animated listener. Oh, uh-huh. Which is good. You should yeah. be. Like when um, if I'm back in the school days or now if I see a public speaker, I'm the one that's like. <laughs> and I appreciate those in my audiences, too, because yes. I'm like when the, someone's just stone cold looking at you. Yeah, you're and like, then you're like, they hate it. Right. They hate everything. Right. And, yeah. It's weird, right? So, Even people yeah. who don't have disabilities like I do, it's so awkward. Yes. Like, be a better yes. listener. Be engaged. Even if you have no idea what I'm saying, do what you're doing yes. right now. Yes. yes. The head nod. Yes, yes. queen. Add a yes. few adjectives in yes. there. You know, just build me up. Yes. Talking See, is not easy. I already feel like I do that. And now I'm sure I will be in the audience when you speak sooner than later. And yes. I will be even more animated. And I will look at you. And I'll be like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'll be snap. snap. I'll, snap. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. my hand up in there. I'll be like, yes, yes girl. You yes, go. girl. And I'll just be like, yes, I got this. Mm-hmm. I got this. <laughs> so I've said before at church, I'm like, I do not raise my hands. I am not animated. Really? But you get me in an arena like of speaking uh-huh. and I'm like, yes, 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 yes girl. Know. Yes, yes, See? yes. But yet in church, I'm like, not. but I grew up Catholic. So that's why oh, I yeah, feel you like, do you that. Know, yeah. So you it's on like your knees, you get up, right? Yeah, I don't really that's, know. That's I just, all. Yeah, okay, that's gotcha. all. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm very active. So uh-huh. I got you, girl. I got you. Okay. Very cool. Buckle very up. Cool. Yeah. So um, Finding the Fantastic, how did that come about? So you have been on this journey. Yes. Where, which, what, what's the I appreciate ride? you using the word journey, by the way. I'm a big bachelor. Oh. Secret bachelor fan. I mean, not a secret anymore, and I'm okay. not proud, but. You just put it on the podcast, so it's out. Yeah, I've yeah. mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it periodically. Is that a thing on The Bachelor? I've actually they just never seen it. Don't an watch it. You no? don't need to okay. watch it. I, I'm not proud of it. Um, but I have watched it before. I'm getting less and less. Uh-huh. But they use this journey all oh, the time. And so every time I say journey, I'm I like, gotcha. I feel like I'm a contestant on The Bachelor. On the Bachelor. Yes, yes. Yeah. I hate cliches though. So like the journey thing is a cliche, but whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. It's a journey. So like, like a hobbit, you know? Same thing. Oh, See, The Hobbit We're is going a much, on an adventure. much better. By the way, I started watching that on the way back from Arizona yes. on the plane, and it was amazing, and it made me miss watching it. So I like that. Maybe I'll replace Bachelor in my brain, the word journey, with um, that. Because, yes, I hate – like, well, actually, cliches, they come from somewhere. They so do. that's They're why good. I still They're use bad. them. Yeah. It's just overused cliches, yeah. you know? Like, And that's like – so that's kind of like part of Finding the Fantastics, mm-hmm. like, creation. So I'll give you the whole story. Please do. Okay? The whole story. So um, – Basically, I have my learning disabilities, mm-hmm. uh, and the third learning disability I have is called synesthesia, where I associate numbers to colors. A synesthesia, you can associate anything to a color. Typically, it's music, but me, it's numbers. So one is green, five is blue. Uh, once you get into the double digits, it's different shades of colors. Anyways, 
always thought I was super stupid, okay? No matter how much my parents told me I was smart, okay? Mm-hmm. This girl just couldn't ace a test, okay? So I was a really good athlete. I ended up getting a scholarship beginning of my sophomore year to play mm-hmm. basketball. So Colleen D has got this figured out. She's going to mm-hmm. play sports in college. She's going to go overseas and play sports, come back, try to make it in the league, then coach. My 50-year plan set. I had it set at an early age. Awesome. Well, boo-hoo, Lifetime Channel story later, I get injured senior year. And I have four screws in my shoulder. Career is done. Okay. So I decide to go into victim mode. And I didn't know I was going into Mm. victim mode. And there's nothing wrong with going into victim mode, Mm -hmm. by the way. A lot of people are like, don't be a victim. Get over yourself. I'm like, nah, bitch, listen. Mm -hmm. I am a victim. Something happened to me that I have to deal Mm -hmm. with. You have to deal with it. You have to deal with with it. it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I go into victim mode, but I also go into an extreme uh, let's go get the next thing mode. What's the next thing life tells you to do in this stereotype, which is go get a job and make a ton of money, right? Mm-hmm. Get in a relationship, get married, have kids. That's the stereotype. Mm-hmm. So that's what I went for, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got all these jobs in marketing and doing this, trying to make a ton of money. I, I lived at the bars. I drank, I ate, I put on like 200 pounds, okay? Mm-hmm. And I am an extrovert extrovert, okay? Mm-hmm. So you would have had no clue that I was so depressed it was dangerous, struggling mm-hmm. um, because I didn't even realize I was depressed. Like I knew mm. something was wrong and I was trying to numb all those feelings, like numb in any way I could numb those feelings. Mm-hmm. So eight years of this depression goes on and you know, I, it finally hits me. Something's not right. I end mm-hmm. up, I get a job uh, and it's my first good boss ever. And I could tell you some stories about bosses. Oh my God. The 90%, no offense bosses, but actually offense. 90% of the world's managers and bosses are assholes. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how you affect somebody, not just in the workplace, okay? Mm-hmm. This isn't a 9 to 5. You are going to break somebody's soul if you don't do better. Mm-hmm. So I finally get the best boss I've ever had in my life. And I realize, Connie, something's wrong. This isn't good. Something's not okay. And What was it about the boss that helped you realize that? She cared about me as a person over just employee. Hmm. There was a situation in which she noticed that I was tired and she like sat me down and she was like, hey, you doing all right? And I was like, of course, I'm fine. And she's like, no, nah, you seem tired. And I'm scared to death because old bosses like fire you or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And she's like, okay, I want you to take tomorrow off. And I'm like, wait, for real? She's like, yeah, take tomorrow off. Relax. I want you on your A game, whatever you need from me. And I was like, what is this majestic woman <laughs> sitting in front of me? She's a unicorn. She is a unicorn. Yeah. And uh, it started to change my life that that there was something about me that was worthwhile. Because at that point mm. in my life, I felt so pointless. Okay. And I'm saved. I believe in God and all that. So my conversations with God had gotten to the point of, I don't really understand why I'm still here. Why don't you just take me out of the picture up to the good old sky and I'll be in heaven because I'm not doing anything for you. I'm not doing anything for me. I'm not doing anything for anybody. There's no point to me. And a lot of people would hear that and be like, no, stop. There's a point to every human and whatnot. At that time, when you're in it and you're broken mm-hmm. and you've been through it, that there's nothing you can say that's going to change that. It's really a deep thing yourself. So I had a good friend of mine. Do you know uh, Pam Birch? Yeah. Wait, yeah. From Warrington? Uh-huh. So weird. Uh-huh. I can't wait to hear this connection because uh-huh. I knew her pre-kids from a networking group. Stop. So I knew her like 11 years ago. What? You need to reconnect with Pam Birch. Pam Birch is one of my all-time favorite humans. <gasps> what? She's a good human. How did you know her? Uh, so I, I worked at a marketing agency she was at. Which one? Uh, Mackenzie Development back in the day. How long ago is this? Four years ago. That's all? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
Um, but so I say that's all because it's like for me, I feel like the last nine years were on pause. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like in the it's world weird, right? and then out of the world. Now yeah. I'm back in the world. I, I get it, girl. This I get world. It. It's like, like every month no. I'm like, am I here? Am I not here? Yes. What in the world happened? All right. So, okay. Pam, get back to Pam. This is amazing. And Pam had had developed herself as my mentor. And I didn't believe in mentors back then. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about, I don't know if it's this millennial I'm a millennial, so I don't know if it's this millennial mindset. And I am not one of those millennials where I feel entitled. Like, I okay, work my yeah. ass off yeah, for yeah, everything yeah. I get and do. Um, but something about it, I didn't want help. Hmm. I didn't want help because I didn't think anybody really cared to help me. Maybe that was it. I didn't really think anybody actually cared to help me. So to sit down and talk to anyone or to tell them things, hmm. I don't think you care in all reality. Can I ask you? Yeah. Like, could be a hard question. Ooh, do, 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 do. That's Jeopardy. Those are hard questions. <sighs> so you felt like you didn't want a mentor because you felt like people didn't care about you. Yeah. Do you feel like you were at a place where kind of you were so me focused of like, I need to do this. I need that. So you didn't really care. I don't want to say you didn't care about people, but do you feel like your feeling, did your feelings, how others perceived you, did you, do you, was that connected to how you viewed others 100 i hated people the colleen back then is very different from the colleen now yeah. i would have looked you dead in the face and said i hate people and it's through yeah. a string of situations like it's through a lot of in- interactions with people that i developed this really just disgust with people because i didn't think they cared at all yeah. um and it's funny my brother we were sitting around a bonfire drinking and smoking and he looked at me he goes colleen he goes you know i used to be like you and hate people and then you had this podcast now where you're like i think all people matter this and that and he was like thinking about it he goes i don't think we ever really hated people he goes i think we hated what people chose to become and chose to act and i was like oh. i'm like i'm stealing that for the next podcast man he's like yeah because think about it we love people we love at deep down yes. past all of whatever they've been through and whatever they choose to be and behave. Yes. It's a human. It's a person who was a kid and a child that that 27 year old who seems entitled millennial jerk was a five year old who just needed to figure it out. And they mm. went through so many broken situations that created this. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking that. That's still their fault. Like, I'm sorry. You still got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was like, so totally. I love it because I. You know, my title, the introverts, extrovert, and she talks to people so you don't have to for now is because I feel like I love connecting with people, but I'm friends with so many people who are, you know, and I think the introvert, extrovert thing, I use that. I mean, but I love it. And I think it's true. But at the same time, I think we all, it's like a scale. Like Mm -hmm. we're all like, sometimes I don't feel like people, but overall I do feel like, you know, being around people. And so I've noticed that a lot of my friends were introverts. And what a lot of them would say is like, oh, I hate talking to people. I hate people. And I would be like, well, I know that's not true at the level because you're friends with me. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like I'm a people person. You're a person too. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so I, but I started to realize it's like, oh, it's not that you like hate people. It's just, there's something about you know, I, I, you put it into words, which was really good. You hate what people choose to be or behave. You hate what people choose, choose to, to be, be or behave. behave. There's our moment that Brett always asks about. Uh, There's always a say that one more time. Uh, you hate what people quietly and yes. centrally into the microphone. Yes, please you do it. You hate what people choose to be or behave. Dang, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that was mind blowing for me because Dang, I mean, I would good. I would say that back in the day, prior to find the fantastic. Yes, and that's thank you. Boom, this is see a free therapy. Mm-hmm. Why? So my mission of the podcast is it's like I want to bring the like who people are 
to the mic, to the podcast, so people can connect with them Mm -hmm. so that you see beyond just what you think people are. The facade. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think I'm very shallow and fake, and I get it. I Mm. totally get it Um, because I was very shallow and fake prior to Find the Fantastic. Gosh. And that's where Pam Birch enters into the story. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thank you for getting us back on track. No no problem. I have to myself because I'm like, squirrel. (laughs) Anyways, Pam Birch – you know, I worked with her and little did I know she was becoming my mentor mm-hmm. and she had to work for it because I, yeah. oh, I pushed her away, pushed her away, pushed her away. She had me watch Brene Brown, her vulnerability TED Talk, and I hated it. And I said, Pam, that's bullshit. Nobody wants to see somebody's vulnerability. Nobody cares about what you're going through. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yes, that whole thing. That is not how life tells you to be in the workplace. That is not how life tells you to be. Life tells you to be a badass, to go work hard, to do the thing, be fake. To, mm. Like, that's life. And Pam's like, all right, <clears throat> here's the deal, Colleen. I dare you for one month to be authentically you. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you're not. You put on this show that you think society is telling you to be. She goes, I dare you for one month to talk the way Colleen wants to talk, act the way Colleen wants to talk, dress the way Colleen wants to talk, and do business the way Colleen thinks business should be done. She goes, if you hate it at the end of the month, go back to what you were doing. She goes, but I guarantee you if you do this for one month, you'll change the world. I'm like, right, sure, because people can change Change the the world. world. (laughs) One person can make a difference. Come on. (laughs) It's a lie. I don't believe that anymore, by the way, people. But (laughs) true. You matter. Yeah. Back then, absolutely I believed that. I mean, because come on, life tells you that that's impossible unless you're like a movie star donating billions. Yeah. But uh, so I did it. And lo and behold, this whole change started in me. And I was like, all right, so this is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. And it's not easy. It's not easy to try to find your authentic self. Like, you do it in small little ways. Like I said, dressing, talking, doing things the way you want to do it versus the way life has trained you to do it is hard. Mm. But I ended up starting to do it. And then I was like, okay, Colleen, you need to find a way to motivate yourself to continue this process. So I'm like, let me watch a bunch of motivational speakers. That was a mistake because if someone told me to wake up and meditate at 6 a.m. one more time, I was going to pluck my eyeball out, mm-hmm. you know, or work harder. I played college athletics. I don't need to know how to work harder. Yeah. In fact, working harder was causing more damage. That's what got you into part oh, yeah. of the mess. Yeah, yeah it was going to cause more damage, you know. And so I started recording myself on my phone. For me, mm. moments throughout the day, good, bad, ugly, whatever it was, I recorded on my phone and I'd go to bed and I'd watch it. Because again, I was getting to a point where I was numb and I felt pointless. So watching... Wait, so yeah, yeah. just to pause right there. Okay, so th- how did you feel throughout... So you did you, you saw a positive change that month? Mm-hmm. So then, then you decided to do the videos. Mm-hmm. Now, so what did you mean by you started to feel numb again? So it just was like, so, now you're going through the motions of being authentic? So the numbness was hardcore there. Prior to my month of being authentic. Okay. And it was kind of like I was an iceberg. And yep. when I did that month, it was like the iceberg started to melt. Okay. And so that's what got me to start something new. Okay. To try to like save myself, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started recording things and mm-hmm. feeling things and watching it on uh, my phone at night. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I'm a selfish person. Mm-hmm. Everybody tells me, oh, Fine Fantastic is great. You do it for so many people. It's for me, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friends caught wind of it. I don't know. They got my phone at night while we were at the bar. And they're like, oh, funny, funny. Like, you got to post this stuff online, Colleen. It's awesome. And I'm like, no way. Nobody wants to hear about my problems. That's not a big deal. And they go, you are so selfish. You have no idea how many people go through this. And if you have the guts to post it online the way it is, you can change the world. And I'm like, this is the second time someone said I could change the world. 
It's a lie. Again, I still said it was a lie. But I was, I was like, I know a little bit about marketing. Let's do it. I remember sitting in my family room creating the Facebook page. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to call this thing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to find something. I don't know. For my life, for me, what am I trying to find? I'm like, oh, I'm trying to find something fantastic. So awesome. that's where the name came and the, and the logo and everything. And uh, I still didn't realize what Finding the Fantastic was at this mm-hmm. point. I knew what I was doing for me and whatnot, but I didn't realize exactly how, why it was helping me. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice if you listen to my podcast or watch my show, I'll have days in a row where, where I will podcast. Mm-hmm. Because my show is is me and it's mm-hmm. everyday life authentic things. Mm-hmm. And people always ask me, like, where do you where do you get all this content from, man? It's crazy. And I'm like, dude, it's my life. It happened to me this mm-hmm. morning. What do you come on? Yeah. And uh, I still wasn't clicking to why this was such a, a thing helping me. I didn't have any clue why it was helping me. I didn't realize it. At this point, it was just a pill I was popping. I didn't mm-hmm. know the reasoning behind the medicine. Until I had a guy message me on Facebook. Um, and he messaged me. He was like, yo, do you mind talking about this situation I'm going through on the podcast? It's a situation I would never go through in my life. It just, for whatever reason, this and that, I would never be able to experience what he's experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I messaged him back and I was like, dude, you know, sure, but I don't really know how I'm going to help you. Like, I'll never in my life go through this. I'm not an expert. And he messaged me back and he goes, no, 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 no. I don't need you to solve my problem. I need you to say it out loud because you're the only one with the guts to say it out in the world. And I desperately need to hear that this matters. Slow freaking right? clap. Like, I get chills every time I tell this story. Yes. And, and that's the whole active listening. And people just want to be heard. They want to be heard. And see, that's what, and that goes uh-huh. back to what I, you helped me figure out uh-huh. at the first Be the Change class. Because mm-hmm. I said, people want to be seen. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to yes. know they matter. And yes. what they're going through matters. And it was at that moment that I realized that's what this podcast is all about. It's about broken people feeling valuable, being heard, and realizing that through their brokenness, yes. once they're heard, they can help to impact and change another broken person. And that's how we can change the world. Say that one more time. You've got two so far. I, I feel like we need to get a tally mark up in here. Lean in. Yeah, sexual know, right? voice. Sexual Say it into voice. the mic again one more time. Broken people. And, uh, broken people. Broken people <laughs> can help other broken people change the world. Yes. <laughs> but no, so seriously. True. And I realized at that moment 100%. that that's what I was doing for myself. And I yes. didn't realize that. I didn't realize that I was taking all the headspace junk and saying it out loud for myself. So yes, yes, a thousand times yes. So I've said before, you know, I joke this is free therapy and that I could do therapy all the time, except I don't pay for it. So I'm sorry, paid therapists. It's not that I don't value yeah, no. value by any means because I totally 100% do. It's just that and you just helped me put it together. I've always found one thing I feel like that clicked early on for me, though, was finding the people that I can share my stuff with. Mm-hmm. And that this actually is a great segue into your current project, that, which is why I asked you to come on the podcast. Thanks, girl. Um, because No, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> hey, hand yes, movements. girl. Yes, girl. <laughs> um, was you asked, how do you deal with stress? Uh-huh. And I told you it's talking to people. Because I have found, I found early on in life is that I need to share all the stuff inside with someone. Yeah. And I feel like God always provided a person for me. And it really became evident. And I was able to put it into words when I went through my migraine journey crap because it physically knocked me out. Like, and I had, I wasn't able to connect with people the way I normally, and my husband's amazing. We have great connection. He's awesome. Shout out. Um, But, but you know, he, (laughs) he fills, one area, you know, one person can't do everything, you yeah. know, and so there's people that I just, you know, need to connect with and things like that. And by 
it was, I feel like, the first long period of time where I wasn't getting that. And I saw myself take a very downward spiral turn. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I needed to get this out. And so I kind of joke that I have my my therapy team, you uh-huh. know, that I go yep. to. And um, and that's why I'm a strong believer in therapy, because it's like, if you don't find someone or, and we talked before we started recording about, if you don't have someone that you feel like you can talk to, I mean, that's where especially therapists come in and help. And yes. It's, it's funny, old Colleen hated mm-hmm. therapists. Don't you dare shrink me. Yeah. yeah. Don't you dare shrink me. I don't want you to know in this, any mm-hmm. of this. And that's uh, on my upcoming podcast. I talk about the fact, and we talked about this before, mm-hmm. that we will share our most deepest, darkest secrets and dilemmas with complete strangers on a plane or a bartender. Mm-hmm. And I find it fascinating that we'll do that. And it is the most medicating mm-hmm. thing in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to stop to realize there are two, like, important factors to human connection and communication. It takes two to tango, people. Okay. Yeah. I, I can sit here and talk in front of a mic till the cows come home. Mm-hmm. I'm eventually going to dry up. I am not going to get what I need. Mm-hmm. I need to talk to another human. Tw- a yes. 20 second touch, hug, whatever can change somebody chemically. Yes. Think about an hour conversation where you can just everything that's so crappy on the inside, you can verbally vomit out to somebody. Who, and this is key, actually cares and listens. And that is why, yeah, okay, I just want to sit in that for a second because mm-hmm. that was so good. And as you were talking, it clicked because I've talked to people and I'll share with them what you said. And then what they've shared back is it's hard to share if you've been burned before. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a big reason why people don't do share with the strangers because they've opened up to people and been hurt. Yep. And so I think maybe you can explore this on your podcast uh-huh. is if you've been burned, you know, what are, how can you find safe people to talk to? And that's why I think therapy is such an important place. Cause if, mm-hmm. if you've been, especially if you've been burned, cause you need a safe place. Yeah. Um, so I think exploring that to help people that need that safe place to open up. Well, you're, yeah. And it's, you're 100% correct because that would, that would yeah. be me. That would be, I wouldn't want to yeah. share. And then I automatically have this stereotype on therapists. Sorry, therapists out there, um, where they didn't care. I don't think about paying you. You actually care because I'm paying you. So yeah. why don't I buy a microphone and talk into it because I'm paying for that anyways. Yeah. But again, like to go back to the second person, like if you really, if you're serious about people mattering, if you're serious about wanting to impact the world for good, like stop. Stop bullshitting me on social media saying we need more positivity. We need more kindness. Okay. Because if you seriously are about that, stop and work on your listening skills when it comes to a human interaction. I'm sorry you're not going to reach a million people with a cool positive post on social media, but I damn sure guarantee you, if you sit down for an hour with one human and take the time to listen and invest in them, you will change that human's life forever. Preach. It's not instant gratification, Preach. but it is instant gratification. Preach. Right? Yes. And that, like, you know, we got to get past that. (laughs) You're not going to have thousands of likes, but you'll have one hell of a like for the rest of your life. I just need to absorb that for a minute because I feel like you are speaking directly into my soul. Um, So, yes. Gosh, this is, I'm just having like a personal moment here. Like, it's, it thank is, you. it's, it's super gratifying. You know, like, and like through this journey of all of this, and I am not perfect. I'm not a good mm-hmm. listener. Mm-hmm. I, that is something I've had to work on. What? I know I'm not a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> Say, er, what? I'm not a good listener either. 
<laughs> no, you and I told I commended you. I said you've done a great job listening Thanks. to me. So thank you very much. Thank you. I try so hard. But how <laughs> yeah, but you but you're figuring that out and that's yeah. super freaking cool and you're not only figuring out, you're sharing it with others. Yeah, because people need to realize it's not an innate gift. You don't have an innate gift to be a public speaker. You don't have an innate gift to listen. They're learned skills. So stop, stop, stop going. Yeah. You know, Toastmasters is great, right? I'm not trying, this is not a, a dash on Toastmasters, mm-hmm. but I would love to see a, I don't know, non Toastmasters class about listening. Because if we're sitting there spending all this time and money trying to figure out how to speak, why don't we sit there and spend all this time and money trying to li- learn how to listen? Because look how beautiful this is. Two people here. Three, probably with Jeremy too, we're all, we're in it. We get it. We get the concept of how impactful listening is. And since we're going to now learn that process more, do you know how many people we're going to impact for good? We can change the world. It's starting, but we have to continually learn it. It's so, it like, makes me wake up in the morning. You're, like, helping me craft this whole freaking podcast. Yes, I love it. Because I have said, she talks to people so you don't have to for now, because what I want people to do is listen Mm -hmm. to it Mm -hmm. and get the takeaways and see the power of a good conversation. Right? Right? It's beautiful. I always say it's you know, okay. So with Finding Fantastic, I'm I'm human. Okay, I I get caught up in the popularity yeah. and the in the whatever. And so there was a time. There's been a couple times, but there was a time where I saw a bunch of other people who have podcasts and social media shows, social media influencers, really taking off. Yeah. And I sat there and I kind of had a little pity party, which is natural. It's a human it's emotion. Natural. There's something yeah. wrong with that. If you stay in it, there's something wrong. With yes. It. Oh. We need to say it real quick because you're saying that because we before we started, we talked about how if you have feelings of anxiety and it mm-hmm. automatically feels bad, like, oh, my gosh, anxiety is horrible and it's the worst. Wait, it's a normal human emotion. It only is a problem if it prevents you from living your life. Correct. Same with a pity party. Same it is a normal party. human emotion. But mm-hmm. you just the problem is if you if you stay, stay there. Yes. You know, and I've even told people this, too, because I've had conversations with people who uh are victim victims, like, you know, real legit victims. Yeah. And they haven't come out of their victimness yet. And a lot of people would get on them and say, get out of it, get out of it, get out of it. And I'm not one of those because you know what? Maybe you're just not ready for it. Maybe you'll never be ready for it. You are ultimately a victim. And as long as it's not deteriorating you as a human being in your life, mm. I don't have any problem with it. However, I will tell you, if you find a way to overcome that victim mentality, you will be able to help somebody else who's stuck in it. So it's your choice to impact someone else by getting through your victimhood. Yeah. But I forgot what I was going to say before. Oh, my gosh. Oh, find the fantastic. My, this is a downfall. I have yes. many downfalls. Yes. I have many. Um, yeah. We so I was sitting do. there. I, I was watching all these people get all popular and do win, win awards and go on shows and, like, get 100 million, 10,000 downloads and everything. And I'm sitting there going, well, this sucks. You know, this is a little pity party, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I had more downloads. I wish I had more followers and this and that. And I talked to a friend who was like, really? Like, what, what's going on? Where's your head? Where's your mindset on this? And I'm like, well, I just feel like this is all pointless again. And I will have waves of this depression and pointlessness. Mm-hmm. Go, That's my lot in life. It will come in and out. And that's important to say because I think that, you know, so often we share our journey, but we share it when we're, you know, either – we're never at the end of it, but when we're in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. of course, when we're on like, we want to share when we're in a good place. Yeah. And we forget that like, there's, that's why I have a wave tattoo. I love it. It's like riding the waves. That's why I have They're keep, gonna come. keep moving forward on my foot with an arrow. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, because and, and it's it's natural. Just because I got over depression once doesn't mean it's gonna happen again. And uh-huh. it doesn't mean it's a relapse. Just it is what it is. Yeah, it's the waves. It's, it's the waves it's the emotions, man. It's going, man. It's ups and highs and lows. It's life. It's not yes. that life's fantastic. It's that we have to find something find fantastic in, in life. Yes. But so I was feeling that and he was like, dude, Colleen, seriously, like what is your ultimate goal at the end of the day? Let's say you die. What do you want written on your tombstone? I'm like, what the hell kind of question is that, man? One Especially million, when I feel pointless. One million followers. Right. Is that going to make your right. life it, more complete? And that was his like he. That was yep. his point. That's what he's saying. Is like you know popularity, celebrity, whatever. He's like, well, will you feel satisfied? And I said, no. He's like, well, what do you want your tombstone to say? And I was like, well, I'd want my tombstone to say she died talking into a microphone with a show and a cause to help the person at the end of the day sitting in their car contemplating whether or not they mattered in this world and that they should take their life. And they heard Finding the Fantastic and it gave them one more hour of hope. That's what I want on my podcast or on my tombstone. And I went, I know, right? It's, oh, it's going to be a big ass tombstone. <laughs> I told my, my family, my friends, I'm like, look, when I die, don't give me a funeral. Just sit and drink a bottle of whiskey and then leave a glass of whiskey and then, you know, whatever. Do you want some whiskey? We have some whiskey. I, you know, here. I'm, I'm never opposed. Never opposed. But, a little glass. Um, yeah, man. And I have those moments, but like, then I always have to remind myself, I'm not doing this for the sake of any of that. I'm doing this for the sake of that one person. And if we, if we stop looking at life from such a large, viewpoint of millions of viewers and followers and downloads and possibilities mm-hmm. and view it as one possibility every day, we can change the world. Yes. All the things. Okay. So many things. So what's your tombstone say? That is a great question, but I asked the questions around here. Whoa. Um, that's Whoa. my, that's She's my way. Like, Excuse me. I'm the host. That's, that's my way of being like, oh shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about that. Um, I don't have a clue. So, no, no. So you, when you taught the first class at Be the Change, um, so to get, you know, just to full circle this, that was, you know, as I said many times, that's part of my journey of this podcast and mine. And so I've had this mission statement that you helped us or forced us to craft, I should say. And it was that I want people to feel connected and to feel seen and see others. Mm -hmm. Because in my life, you know, with people, I love talking to people, but I don't love just chitty chatting. I love like, the real stuff. What's that stuff mm-hmm. in your head that you aren't saying for whatever reason? And I want you to feel seen. Mm-hmm. And so, but I didn't know, like, okay, that's my mission, but am I supposed to do that with my job or with my life? And what is it supposed to be? And so, the way the podcast came about, like, that is, I feel like, part of my journey and my next step. And so, with everything you just described about your podcast, I feel similar. Like, I've said before, the podcast, this might not be the thing. Mm -hmm. This just definitely feels like the next step. I would agree. For me too. Yep. It's a way because I have amazing conversations over coffee with people. Right. And I leave every, I mean, everything you were just saying earlier, I leave and I'm like, I love my life. I love that I get to sit mm-hmm. and talk. And and then I go and tell people about it. And I thought, man, the podcast would save me a lot of energy. Yep. Because <laughs> then yep. I can just be like, listen to her episode. Yep. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, if this is all that I've said before, if all that comes from it is the growth in the relationship with Jeremy and I, that it's a win. Aw. If it's been um, – the the you know conversations i've had then that's great like because mm-hmm. and that's why it's hard for me to say like what my goal is so like kind of getting back to the tombstone question it's like i just want people to feel seen like cool. just i love they it mad like you know again piggybacking on you they matter and that's why everything you're about resonates with me because it's like it's all part of the the puzzle the pieces of just you know reiterating to people in different ways and different connections that you matter and 
want you to feel seen. And to talk, I think we both have in common too about talking about the stuff that people don't always want to talk about. And I love your journey. Um, I always joke I have a lot of potty humor. And I, <laughs> I don't I don't like I feel like I didn't choose that. I didn't right. choose no. that life, but um no, that life chose you. It chose me. Okay. Didn't um, choose a thug life. The thug no, life chose me. Exactly. I didn't choose the poop life, um, but <laughs> it chose me. Uh, or at least to talk about it. And so I've so with your journey or and your your life, um you can speak on positivity because you weren't always positive. Nope. And that is so much more impactful, in my opinion, because you it's not like, just be positive. I've always been a positive person. Oh, like, my God, gag me. And you've seen both sides of it oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so for me, I've had a struggle of finding out my, I don't know what to call it purpose, but maybe, is because I've always felt like my life's pretty, like, meh like in the middle not not good or bad like good but i have met amazing people that have amazing life stories that have gone from x to y or and all this stuff and so that's why for me like wanting to highlight people yes don't get me wrong i love me and i love telling stories and you know all that stuff but kind of getting back to the tombstone it's like i just god i feel like has put so many amazing people in my life that i want to that's your purpose. Promote them somehow, yeah. like, and not promote like a business, but if that happens too, cool. But it's more, I want you to hear these conversations that we're having. Mm-hmm. I want to people to drive, like, the same thing. I want you in your car to feel like you're the only one feeling this way, and then you f- hear someone. And so whether it's a struggle, a mental health struggle, a feeling struggle, like any type, I mean, or even good stuff, you yeah. know, feeling like it's okay to feel great. It's right. okay Mind to not you, be. FYI, it's totally fine to gloat and feel great about yourself. Yes, yes. It's fine. Yes. Just don't, I mean, don't be a jerk about it. But like, it's like if you won something or did something impactful, like you should positively talk about that because it's going to fuel your body to feel good about stuff mm-hmm. and you're going to want to do it again. Yeah. If you try to quash that victory, you're physically just not going to want to do it again because it gave you no high. People do, all right, this is, that's a terrible example. I was going to use drugs as an example. Don't do drugs, kids. Um, People eat cake because it's sweet and it makes Uh them feel high and energetic. So when you eat cake, you feel that way and you allow yourself to feel that way and then you eat more cake. Mm -hmm. I eat lots of cake. Actually, I don't like cake. I eat pasta. I like savory. I'm not a sweet chick. But my point being, if you do something good and you win an award and you let yourself feel that the way it should be felt, you're going to want to do it again. If you don't let yourself feel that way, you're going to be like, whatever, man. Life's just mundane. Yeah. So true. Colleen, thank you so much for coming today. Yay! Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. This, this was is... like I could talk for like hundreds of hours right now with you. I, and like, well, we're we're gonna go to the after yeah. show. So I mean, yeah. this isn't gonna end. But you know, needed to. Uh, I wanted to like make sure we could stick be a official. pin in it. Yeah, yeah be official. Follow yeah. the follow the rules. Follow a little life's bit. podcasting stereotype, <sighs> which I'm not good at. So, but thank <laughs> you. Um, remind people where they can find you. Oh my goodness, on all the socials. So uh, Instagram. Instagram, TikTok. Uh, TikTok, I haven't got oh You're definitely girl, a millennial. Love TikTok. <laughs> uh, Instagram, TikTok, any podcasting app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Facebook. I don't tweet because I've learned disabilities and it's all about the spelling. So yes. your girl avoided the Twitter. Nice. And yeah. it's finding the fantastic. Finding the fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Burp, 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 burp. And that's a wrap for now. 
Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard. Don't forget to check out the after show on the Full Flush bonus episode where Samantha and I continue the conversation with our guest. You can find the Full Flush episode right here on Flushing It Out every Friday.